0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Hi, Greenville, South Carolina. Glad you're on board today listening live. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. I know I said I was going to talk about the bureaucracy, and I will. But big pivot here. Uh, Two weeks ago, I was speaking in Denver, the Western Conservative Summit. Uh, Backstage in the green room, I got to hang out with Riley Gaines, who's been on the program before. Riley Gaines is the swimmer at the University of Kentucky who was forced to compete against men. It is unpopular. Very unpopular. Riley Gaines gets threatened and harassed and bullied belittled by progressives for standing up for the idea that women should not be competing against men in sports. It's a common sense thing. The left is trying to rewrite history and biology and claim, in fact, that men don't have a competitive advantage. Here's the reality. A boy is physically stronger than a girl in most cases. And a boy who began to generate testosterone before going on puberty blockers has lasting advantages typically. And even the rules that are now designed to say you got to be on a, on testosterone blockers for a year, it's not good enough. You got a boy who turns 18, is now a man and suddenly goes for a year on on Uh, testosterone blockers, they've still got a physical biological advantage. This is common sense to every single person except postgraduate degreed progressives. It's really striking, the data out there, the only group of people in America where a majority of them believe boys can become girls are postgraduate degreed Americans. That is, they graduated from... College, and then they went on to get a master's or doctorate. College grads, people without college degrees, people with technical vocational degrees, men, women, independents, conservatives, Democrats, black, white, Hispanic, they all agree men can't become women. By a majority, not a plurality, a majority. Yes, Democrats included. The only group where a majority believe men can become women are people with postgraduate degrees. Overwhelmingly white, not always, though. You know, again, uh, G.K. Chesterton, the Catholic uh, philosopher, had a saying that the danger of not believing in God is that you won't believe in nothing, but that you will believe anything. And it is not a coincidence that. People with postgraduate degrees are the most secular atheist people on the planet. And the people who don't believe in God will believe in anything, including that men can become women. So Riley Gaines is testifying before the United States Senate. I want to play you two bits of audio. This is her opening statement. Well, I got to reroute all the audio. I thought I had. There we go. My fault. Here we go.
1: In addition to being forced to give up our awards and our titles and our opportunities, the NCAA forced me and my female swimmers to swim to share a locker room with Thomas, a six foot four 22 year old male equipped with and exposing male genitalia. Let me be clear about this. We were not forewarned we would be sharing a locker room. No one asked for our consent and we did not give our consent. And I'll, I'll set the scene as a swimming locker room is not a place of modesty. You're undressing, you're fully exposed. And we were forced to take off our swimsuit in front of a man who was doing the exact same thing. If nothing else, I truly hope how you can see this is a violation of our right to privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, embarrassed, and even traumatized by this experience.
0: Leah Thomas, the man, was a not very good male swimmer. And after failing in men's swimming in college, decided to become a woman, continues to have male genitalia and date a woman, but swims as a woman, but as a man, and has beaten a number of women, could never beat any other men. Now, the more fascinating aspect of this is the other, other testimony. And this is from a progressive activist who is testifying. Uh, Her name is Kelly Robinson. Now, let me do the due diligence here as I'm talking because I got a suspicion. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, Kelly Robinson is the president of the Human Rights Campaign, used to be the executive director of Planned Parenthood. She's a far-left progressive who advocates not gay rights but queer rights. In fact, she's one of those people who thinks that uh, gays and lesbians, if they're not down with the trans agenda, have betrayed their community. Listen to this woman because she says something that is not true and Riley Gaines rebuts her.
1: Women you and don't some believe that, are short? that a biological male has, has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How, 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 how many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis right that they think that they could actually score a point on her Um, and it's just not the case she is stronger than that what's
0: your experience
1: been male female both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player which they're phenoms for women Um, my experience my husband he swam at University of Kentucky as well in terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking I was a much better swimmer than him Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week
0: In other words, she was ranked higher than her husband, who was also a competitive swimmer, uh, as as a woman, uh, but he was actually the better swimmer, even though stylistically and performance-wise and ranking, she outperformed him. He was still the stronger swimmer, even though among men he was not as good as her among women. But Kelly Robinson did not know the story. And that's kind of striking. Karsten Braschke. Karsten Brasch was the 203rd ranked tennis player in the world. He's German. In 1998 at the Australian Open at the top of their game Serena Williams and Venus Williams were there. Serena was 16 year old, was 16 years old. Venus was ranked 16th in the world among female tennis players. And they commented, Serena Williams in particular, commented that she was pretty sure she could beat any man ranked outside the top 200 men. And it turns out Kristen Brash was the 203rd ranked tennis player of the world. And so he said, let's give it a go. He beat her six to one. He had had a few beers. Legend has it, and then he beat her 6-1. to Venus Williams, the number 16th-ranked woman in the world, immediately challenged Brash. Then and there, he'd already played a game, so he sat out to the side and smoked a couple cigarettes and then got back on the court after he had rested and had his cigarettes. And he beat Venus six to two. So Serena commented that what she really meant was that she she could beat anybody in the top outside the top three hundred fifty men. Outside the top three hundred fifty men, she could beat any man. Well, it turns out Brash had been revised in the rankings and said if they came back next week, he would actually be outside the top 350, and they could play again, and they refused to take him up on it. The rankings, Jay, he was currently at 203, but the rankings would be reset that weekend, and he would fall to over 350. And if they just came back next week, they could play him again, and he would be outside the top 350. And they said they actually thought they could beat someone outside the 350. He was outside the 350th. They refused to play him again. This woman, Kelly Robinson, had no idea. She's like, the idea that a man could beat Serena Williams, a man ranked 351st in the world at best. Beat them six-to-one and six-to-two after drinking beer and smoking cigarettes. And she doesn't want to admit it. FC Dallas has a boys' academy. It's 15-year-old boys. And as the U.S. women's national team was prepared to play Russia, they decided to do a friendly game against the Dallas soccer club's 15-year-old boys' academy team. The 15-year-old boys beat the American national women's team headed to the Olympics. Beat them 5-2. to two. Now, this is what CBS says in this article. This is from a couple of years ago. This is CBS. The match against the Academy team was very informal and should not be a major cause for alarm. The U.S. surely wasn't going all out, with the main goal being to get some minutes on the pitch, building chemistry. That's right. That's right. That This is this is what they want you to be. They didn't really put their all into it. If only, gosh darn it, those girls had given it their all, they could have beat them. You know, in Great Britain just a couple of weeks ago, what is it, the, um, oh, Deadpool dude, um, Ryan, what's his name? Has Ryan Reynolds has an oldest soccer team in Great Britain, Wexham or whatever, and they have a, a retiree league, essentially of older men over fifty. They beat a women's professional women's soccer team. The old dudes beat the young, energetic girls. The left continues to live in the fantasy that there's no biological difference between men and women, and yet they have to lower standards for the military, for police, and for firefighters so that women can compete. But there's no difference, they say. They're living a lie, and the problem is they expect you and me to live the lie with them. And if you are honest, you are bad. In the 1950s and 60s and 70s, in communist countries. When people stated clear truths, they were beaten, tortured, sometimes killed, their families punished. And so people had to believe the lies. It's like standing outside in the rain and saying it's sunny and if you opened your umbrella and said, no, no, it's raining, you'd get a bullet in the head. And what the communists showed is that it was far easier to govern a people who had to make a lie truth because if you continue to have to announce that the lie is true and truth is the lie, you begin to lose your sense of shame. And when you've lost your sense of shame And so easily now, except the lie is true and the truth is lie, you are far more easily able to be controlled. And that's what the left is doing. They want to control us. They tried with COVID. They tried with lockdowns. They tried to control us. They tried to control our lives. They tried to shout down the truth tellers. Now they're trying to bully us on the trans issues and tell us, no, no, there is no difference between men and women. Because once that happens, once once, once that happens, it's easier to control us. I'm a Star Trek guy. I, I grew up watching Star Trek Next Generation, Captain Picard, famous, famous episode with the Kardashians where there are four lights. And, and he's got to say there are three lights. And they torture him and torture him and torture him and torture him to try to get him to say there are three lights. Even though he knows there are four lights, you, the audience, you can see the four lights. Because once he says there are three lights and he lies, they've broken him. They can control him, and he refuses to be broken. It's what the left is doing with us. They're trying to break us. They're trying to get us to say there are three lights. They're trying to get us to say there are 50,000 genders. They're trying to get us to say boys and girls are interchangeable, and they're not. Because the moment we can see they control us, and look how quick. With those, who, with those they have gotten to do it, look how quickly now they change from homeless to unhoused. All the phraseologies of the left, how quickly they adopt them. Once you give up the truth in one aspect of your life, you abandon the truth completely. It's what the left wants all of us to do. And you should note how quickly members of the media have been willing to go along with it. Never have I needed to come back from break as quick as I could. Five, not three. The Cardassians wanted Picard to see five lights, not three. I said three. And the moment I went to break, I was like, oh, gosh, I got that wrong. It was five. They wouldn't even see more lights, not less. And immediately, all you Trek nerds emailed five. It was five. I know it was five. I made a mistake. I tried to correct myself. Goodness gracious. People angry. You get the basic stuff wrong. No grace in this world. <laughs> okay, y'all, I got to By the way, let me just reset. Welcome. For those of you who are new, it's Eric Erickson, the phone number 877 973-7425. My kid decided to surprise me at the office with a cup of coffee. God, it's, it's still wild that I'm old enough to have a kid who's driving, but anyway, she comes to the office. She brings me coffee. I'm really telling you guys this so that Charlie and Philip can hear it. <laughs> so she gets to the office. She hangs out for a little while. She gives me a coffee. I get to commercial break and she calls me and she says, dad, This is so awkward. I got into the elevator and there was a guy in the elevator holding a box and he was crying. And I realized he's been fired and I had to ride the elevator all the way downstairs with him. And he's continuing to cry the whole way and it gets worse and worse. Oh, that's awkward. Poor guy. Oh, poor guy. Then I thought, is it my floor? Do I need to go lock my door? just Oh, awkward. All right. What's not awkward is Americans for Prosperity. They travel the country building a conservative grassroots campaign to fight for free markets and free people, and they want you on board. In 36 states, they have full state chapters. In the others, they're building them over time. They've got over 4 million conservative activists who have signed up to uh, be a part of this. What do they do? well they train you to be an activist to knock on doors to show up at state legislatures and local governments and to fight for free markets and free people they believe in limited government just like i do just like most of you all do they think that if you grow government uh eventually the left will have the powers and they'll use it against us the best way to fight the left is not to use government against them but to get rid of the powers of government so they can't use it against us i love the idea because I love limited government, free markets, and free people. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with Americans for Prosperity wherever you are, whatever state you are in, sign up with them and fight for free markets and free people and be a more effective conservative activist with Americans for Prosperity. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. Glad to have you with me. The phone number 877- 973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, you're more than welcome to. You know, so Mark, I know you're listening. Uh, Mark is is on Greenville Station over at the Greenville Station W R D. The other reason I have to get up to Greenville is uh, my my barber moved to Greenville. Uh, my barber Aaron, he cut my hair regularly, did a great job, and he's moved to Greenville. And I got to get up there uh, to the mail room to get my haircut. Now, I've got a great barber who replaced him, who was an apprentice and grew, but I miss Aaron. So I got to get up there and get a haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah, road trip for a haircut. Now, I, I, I got to get to where I was going to go. We got to talk about the bureaucracy, but but there's a side angle here. And this is infuriating. Do you remember the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau? Uh, Donald Trump wisely put Nick Mulvaney in charge of it, and he began gutting the whole organization. But while Trump was president back in 2017, he was just taking office, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau began investigating Townstone Financial. It's a mortgage company in Chicago. And uh, the CFPB complained or believed that the company was violating civil rights law. Why? Because the company on a radio show about mortgage markets referred to the south side of Chicago as a war zone. And... Also, they mentioned uh, the Confederate flag, including that home sellers uh, probably need to take down a Confederate flag. If they want to sell their house, uh, take down your Confederate flags. Uh, And just by mentioning the flag and calling the South side of Chicago a war zone, the Consumer Protection Financial Bureau, whatever it's called, decided to file a suit against the company claiming that they were suppressing the potential of black applicants to get mortgages. Now, there's no truth. They had no data to back it up, nothing. There was not a single data point to show that the company was discouraging black people from getting mortgages from them, but the CFPB sued anyway, and they lost. But they filed a lawsuit, and it's dragged out until February of this year, and now they're appealing to the Seventh Circuit. They're going after a small business. They can't show damages. They can't show that anyone was dissuaded from getting a loan. They can't show that this company discriminated against black homeowners. They can't show that this company agreed uh, or engaged in redlining. But because they talked about the south side of Chicago being a war zone and In a conversation about homeowners selling houses, quirky homeowners said, well, if you got a Confederate battle flag hanging up, you probably want to take it down to sell your house. They said that could be off-putting to Blacks who want mortgages. Now, there's a larger issue here. This happened when Donald Trump was president and Mick Mulvaney was in charge of the institution. And they couldn't stop it. This is not to blame them. I'm not heaping blame on Trump and Mulvaney. Mulvaney worked very hard to gut the organization. It is to say the federal bureaucracy leans left and is weaponized against American small businesses. It is to say that gutting the bureaucracy should be one of the chief priorities of any Republican who gets elected president. The Civil Service Act was enacted after, I forget which one it was, was it McKinley-Garfield? I can't remember. One of the presidents was assassinated and they said, I think it was Garfield, maybe uh, it used to be that the president appointed everybody in the executive branch. Everybody had a presidential appointment, hire and fire at will. The Congress set up the civil service to make a permanent bureaucracy over time. That permanent bureaucracy has become pretty progressive. One of the best examples is the civil rights division of the department of justice, the career lawyers in the civil rights division constantly push the left's agenda. They have weaponized it against the right. They have weaponized it against churches, religious institutions, small businesses, moms and dads, gun owners, gun manufacturers. They have weaponized it. And any Republican needs to turn that back and clean out that office. And in fact, while all the left belly aches that oh my gosh, Republicans don't believe the Department of Justice is independent, the Department of Justice is not independent. The Department of Justice has never been independent. It is a fiction after Whitewater or after Watergate, rather, that the left engaged in claiming that somehow an Attorney General who is a direct report to the President of the United States, who can be hired and fired by the President of the United States fired at will that somehow it's an independent agency. It is not. It was not designed to be, and if you don't like it, amend the Constitution. There are three branches of government, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial. It is in the executive branch, therefore the president is in charge. If you don't like it, amend the Constitution or move it into the legislative or the judicial, except you can't because of the delegation of powers in the Constitution. The attorney general is an executive role, therefore he reports to the president. His department is not independent. It is a lie to say it is. But there's a larger issue here. And it transcends even the bureaucracy. Some of you are going to get mad at me. And I just, I want to, I want to say, we can have license to disagree on this, but some of you might get mad at me. I think it is my opinion that if Republicans want to win in 2024, they need to downplay the Durham investigation and the Hunter Biden investigation and investigations into the Biden crime family nonsense. And it is nonsense, not the investigation. What they've done is nonsense. It's bad stuff, but they need to downplay their work there, and play up their work against an out-of-control bureaucracy. They need to play up their work against the wokes. They need to overplay and upsell their work in the culture war issues and the fight against a bureaucracy that hates small businesses and families. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go here. And Philip, if you're paying attention, you 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 can you can begin right. You can do the whole video, but this this is where I need us to focus. In the 1990s, Bill Clinton was president of the United States. Republicans spent the entirety of the Clinton administration obsessed with Hillary Clinton, Hillary Care. Whitewater, Monica Lewinsky, Republicans were obsessed with beating the Clinton crime family. Long before there was a Biden crime family, there was a Clinton crime family. And Republicans today in Washington are doing to Joe Biden what they did to Bill Clinton. It will not this time end with a blue-stained dress and an impeachment over the blue-stained dress because Joe Biden is over 80 years old and probably isn't in Viagra. Bill Clinton made it easy for him. But it never got Republicans anywhere. Don't be deluded into thinking that the big wave in 1994 for Republicans came because they were obsessed over Whitewater. And Whitewater had something to do with it. It had nothing to do with it. It had to do with Bill Clinton himself exposing himself as more liberal than he had campaigned. Uh, Voters resented it. You had the tidal wave shifting in the South between the Democrats to the Republicans. But the Republicans, they whined. They, They said the media was unfair. The media wouldn't cover it. The media was covering for Bill Clinton, circling the wagons on Bill Clinton. And it was all true. All of it was true, and the voters did not care. People are stupid. Voters happen to be people. But the voters are also pretty pragmatic. The voters think everybody in Washington is corrupt. If you're in Washington, D.C., the voters think you are corrupt. Bill Clinton, corrupt. Governor of Arkansas, corrupt. Kel Of course, he's the governor of Arkansas. I saw a meme on the Internet last night. And it said, we need to build golf courses for people who actually don't like to play golf so much as they like to drink and drive. And the reply was, there's an entire state named Arkansas that is built that way. Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas. Remember when, when he built the Clinton law when the Clinton Library, it looked like a glorified trailer park, modern architecture trailer park. Uh, this is Bill Clinton we're talking about. Bill Clinton, everybody knew he was corrupt. He was the governor of Arkansas in the 80's. Come on. The problem here is that Republicans, they're going back to that. It's the Clinton, it's the Clinton crime family all over again. Now it's the Biden crime family. Now it's Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. I'm not saying don't investigate, and I'm not saying don't pursue it. What I am saying is, there's not an independent voter in America who you need to vote for you who gives a damn about this issue they care about their 401k, they care about their kids education, they care about girls and boys sport or boys and girls sports, they care about those issues. They don't care about these other issues. And to the extent that you the Republicans are playing up these issues and dominating the airwaves about this issue, you're not dominating the airwaves with things that the independent voters of America actually care about. You're scratching your own itch. To put it another way, those of you who are Republicans who love the fact that they're giving it to Biden, if they didn't give it to Biden, if they didn't give the business to Biden on the Biden crime family stuff, you would still vote for them because you're a Republican. But it politics doesn't work that way. The Republicans vote Republican. The Democrats vote Democrat. But the independent voters, they go back and forth. And you've got to give them something. You've got to give them something, anything. And right now they are worked up about these cultural issues. Democrats do not understand the hell they are headed towards when it comes to the votes of independent voters in America who are women who do not want their daughters competing against boys and girls sports. They simply do not understand it. They think people agree with them and people do not. Democrats do not understand how small businesses are deeply bothered by government regulators and bureaucrats coming after them. They don't understand that even rich people don't want to give up their gas stoves because a bureaucrat says so, and the bureaucrats lied to begin with. They don't get it. The Democrats do not get that economically people are not happy right now. I saw somebody on Twitter earlier saying, you know, you used to be able to take your family, run by the local restaurant, Panera Bread or something, get some sandwiches, go to the pool. It was like 50 bucks for a family of four or five to go do this. And now it's like 50 bucks at Panera and another 50 bucks at the pool. Even basic family outings have gotten too expensive to do. The cost of living in America right now is outrageous. For a family with kids to go out to eat, to enjoy themselves, even the basics have gotten too expensive under Joe Biden. It's a burden on a family financially, and their wages are not going up. And if their wages do go up, Joe Biden's tax plan sticks it to them. The regulators come for their small businesses, driving up the cost of business. There are so many things for Republicans to campaign against Democrats on making the Biden crime family the loudest, largest story that gets out there from Republicans signals to independent voters. We don't care about you. We care about hurting Joe Biden. We don't care about Joe Biden hurting you, we want to hurt Joe Biden. That's a problem. And again, don't hear me say, don't do this. Don't hear me say, I'm advocating, get away from it. Don't investigate it. Don't look at it. What I am saying is investigate it, look at it, find it, but stop making every press conference about it because there are so many more important issues to the average voter. And to the extent Republicans get airtime right now, even on Fox and Newsmax and OAN, forget the others on the conservative outlets, it's dominated by coverage of the Biden crime family, not what Republicans are doing to improve the lives of independent voters. Do you want to beat Joe Biden in a way that you can't, or do you want to beat him in a way that you can? Because you can make the case of the Biden crime family, but guess who's in charge of the Department of Justice? It's not like Merrick Garland is going to indict Joe Biden. But if you convince the voters that Joe Biden's policies are bad, you can beat Joe Biden at the ballot box next year and then have your attorney general dig into the Clinton or the Biden crime family. Stop screaming about that issue to independent voters who care about the cost of living and care about the cultural fights. Do you want to win or not, Republicans? I want to win, and that means not repeating the failed playbook of the Republicans of the 1990s in Bill Clinton, because last I checked, Bob Dole lost. Now, we got to move on. Let me move on first by telling you about Vision Computers. Nationwide, Vision computers can be your IT resource. They can build computers for you and your business, for your home, for your office. All you got to do is spend some time with them. Look, I know you can go to the local big box store and you can buy an off-the-shelf computer, but why don't you call Vision because you can get a better deal letting them build a computer specifically for your needs that's upgradable over time so you don't have to keep buying new computers all the time for your office or your home, and then you get their award-winning tech support. If you don't have Vision for a low annual fee, you can call Vision and let them be your tech support. They will literally work with you. They answer the phone. They can navigate your employees through fixing their computers. They will even sometimes be able to remote in and set up your employee email, all that sort of stuff, or do it for your home. They're great to use. Their computers are fantastic. They make them upgradable. They're reasonably priced. Their tech support is better than anything else you'll get. Visioncomputers.com or 404-Compute, the number 404-Compute. Call them nationwide, 404-Compute. Start buying your computers from Vision Computers. And you'll never buy from anyone else. Jim, my board has been buying from Vision for 30 years. Their tech support, hands down, the best you'll get. 404 Compute or visioncomputers.com. Yeah, okay. I, I gotta I have worked on recipes and we'll send some recipes out here shortly. Okay, for those of you new to the program, and for those well, for those of you who are not new to the program, I have gotten a pile of new listeners from some very big stations. In the last couple weeks. Uh, WTIC covers most of Connecticut. We've already got WICC up there that covers the Bridgeport area. Uh, WTIC, which we picked up on Monday, covers Hartford and all the way into southern Massachusetts. And now today we've got WORD in Greenville, South Carolina, that signals it's a 100,000 watt blowtorch and it goes from Asheville down to Columbia. It stretches into Tennessee and North Carolina, parts of northeast Georgia and Uh, A good chunk of South Carolina. It's a massive station. So I feel like i got to reintroduce myself a little bit for all these new listeners. So for those of you who are new, let me just explain this to you. I like to cook, and I'm a big advocate of breaking bread, particularly with with people you haven't seen in a while. And to make it easy, I like to cook, and I'm not a fancy cook. I don't like frou-frou food. I just want good food. And I send out recipes. And you can get those recipes by texting the word recipe. Singular, not plural. Recipe, no s on the end. To three three seven seven seven. And I send out recipes, and I try to do it once a week. But I've actually been working on some recipes, including a bread recipe and a po' boy recipe. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.